Yeah, it's going to be good, stuff. though. I'm excited. I think we're on. And you know there was a... Uh, there Nate, was you just a, tell me if it's um, going, and then we'll get going. Chuck Pierce got a prophetic word and sent All right. it out. You guys got everything? Back. Are we ready to go? We're right. ready. Oh, we're All ready. Right. We're ready. Yeah. Nate's going to give me a caca. Caca, caca. And then I'll count us in. All good? All right, here we go. You guys ready? Got your yes, memories? sir. Here Let's we go. It. All right, three, two, one. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the No Roof Podcast. We have a very special guest today. I am your host, uh, Pastor Abel. George Washington. George Washington. I, I, the party mix-up is Chaba. Wait, I'm Choo-choo. Chaba, you're Chuju. No, no, no. You're Chaba, you see, I'm Chuju. You mix it up every time. I do. I mix it up. <laughs> no, I mix it up every time. Okay, I'm Chaba. I'm Chuju. This is our co-host today. <laughs> every day, Warrior <laughs> Chief, we call him Chuju. And together, we're Chaba, Chaba Chuju. Come on. Now, our, our guest today is, uh, could we call you our mother? Is like one of our you spiritual mothers. You can call me anything you want to call me. So, um, <laughs> so um, before we get into that, lot. let's just have some fun and let's uh, go into that intro. All right, so this amazing guest today is a spiritual mother that I met you when I was 19 19 years old. I came to this church. I moved uh, to Virginia from California, and um, I walked into Living Faith, and I saw this woman in the front row jumping crazy and spinning, (laughs) and I was like, what is she doing? And then my heart went, I want that. Mm. And uh, mm. I think, man, ever since then, when when we first met and everything, yeah. it's just been, you've been, uh, I think, just a, a vital part of my life. And I think mm. Rafa's life as well. Absolutely. So, and um, my wife. And my yeah. Wife. Well, let's welcome uh, Pastor Kathy Come here. On. All right. Welcome, girl. Hey. Welcome. Hey. Thanks like for that. having me, man. This is fun. So, uh, this, this is going to be fun, fun today. So, yeah. uh, Rafa and I, we created this podcast because we're each other's biggest fans. Yes. And uh, we wanted to be each other's biggest fans for other people. Yeah. <clears throat> so, that's good. Um, Rafa, why don't you break down what. Uh, a roof is so Come we're on. called the no roof podcast and yep. roof is I, love uh, I think anything that sucks the fun out of stuff or we would call it right starts with an r religion Come on. Mm. so anything and so in one episode we took certain words yeah. and we broke them down and uh in our another episode we talked about a kind of business and dreaming and mm-hmm. you know broke that yeah. off and uh today um i'm very excited because we have just one topic or one person one <laughs> two words person. and uh, uh this person I know is everything to you, and I know yeah. is become everything to me because of who you are in my life, and mm. even here at, mm. at, at a yeah. Living Faith Church. So, what, what you are the um, is it dean or no? I'm the director of the School of Word and Worship. Director of the School pastor. of Word and Worship. Yeah. So again, lots of words. <laughs> yes. <laughs> lots of words. So you're you're perfect <laughs> for this topic, and it's today is all about the Holy Spirit. Mm. Who is the Holy Spirit? What is the Holy Spirit? Is it a person, place? Is it a thing? Is it a smell? Is it a touch? Is it a? Because I think when it comes down to it, I know I, I grew up Catholic, and it was Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got the Father. I know yeah. Jesus. What the heck is the Holy Spirit? Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. and I think so many of us we take that that word for you know we 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 just say we know it. And uh, Rafa yeah. does a great job of tearing roofs off things. So, yeah. so let's I take like the roof it. off Holy Spirit today. Let's yeah. So like grow, you grew up in church, yes? I did. I grew up in the Baptist denomination. Who was the Holy Spirit to you growing up? Was he real? Like, what, what no. was it? No, he was just the one that got you born again. Okay. Oh, wow. He, that, was, that was the only way that we looked at him. Now, he was, he was the one that regenerated humans when they came to, to Christ. And um, he, he was the power behind everything, but we were never taught about him. Ever. In fact, um, when I was kind of searching, 
like, there's got to be more. I mean, I had been in church. I, I got out of church. I got way out of church more. because there was nothing in church. And so when I hit my adulthood making my own choices, I, I hadn't found anything. I knew I was born again. I was totally assured that God loved me. So I put my, basically my ticket in my back pocket and went and was adventurous in the world. Wow. But well, when you say ticket in the back pocket, what, what do you mean? Um, like heaven. Like, you know, I had been taught the doctrine that, you know, if you accept Christ, you go to heaven. Wow. And so I knew that. I knew that. And I was assured of that because I'd been shown scripture. Wow. But as far as feeling anything here, and, and the thing that wrecked me was we were always told to have a personal relationship with Jesus. And I'm like, there's nothing personal about this. Yeah. Ooh, going to church. On, there's nothing personal about yeah. going to church on Sunday. There's nothing personal <clears throat> about feeling like I have to pray. There's nothing right. personal in that. So nothing wrecked me the way I wanted to be wrecked. So I went into the world and got wrecked. Mm. And, and I really believe that prepared me, though. I really... Being you, in the world know, or being in church? No, being well, there was a foundation put in me, right? Because I was taught about Jesus, and but it wasn't tangible. It wasn't, it wasn't tangible. tangible. So, it so wasn't like okay, tangible. like back, like back then. So, if I said Holy Spirit, does like is he scary? Is he at this time? In he's, your nothing. Life? he's nothing. He's nothing. Wow, nothing. He got me born again. He was the power. Wow. That so nothing. That oh wow. You know, okay. like um, communicated to me or reached to me. But then that's it. For the ticket to go to heaven. For the ticket. For to do what was right. Okay. Everything focused on doing what was right. Oh, come on. It it was like so that other people could see I was doing what was right. Wow. You know, so that my because I have a long Christian heritage. And so, you know, then it's like she's born again. Right. He's you know, like it's just this whole almost like a club, you know, like let's make sure everybody's (laughs) in. And which is really fraught with a lot of prejudice. Come on. Right. Because then if you're not in, then you're different from the people that are in, which is, that's crap because that's not God. Come God on. loves everybody. That's right. So then I, then when when Neil and I rededicated our lives after years of playing and being crazy, we rededicated our lives. There was a guy in the, the new, we went to a new believers. You know how churches always make you do the new thing, yeah. the new believer thing. Even if you're not a new, I mean, I'd been born again since eight, and I'm now 34. Wow. No, I wasn't 34 yet. I was 34 when I came here, but I was okay. 20s, mid 20s. I've been born again a long time. So we do this thing, and the this this is what captivated me with Holy Spirit thing was the teacher, the guy that directed the whole thing and taught all the classes. He said, "I don't believe we talk about the Holy Spirit enough." Come on. Mm. But he never said anything else about the Holy Spirit. Wow. So I Wait, take what? this whole I thing. I know. Off. We do that, though. Why do we do that? We, we I say take Holy this Spirit. Whole, I, I ticked yeah. the box that I was supposed to tick and never got anything else. But that dropped in me. Mm. That, like, dropped in me and, and tormented me because I, I started listening for something that was different. Yeah. Something that was really personal real. that Come yeah on. and so real, and right? i didn't hear a daggone thing so <laughs> so wait wait when, when you went when you uh so you got born again and then you went into the world was it simply because like it just wasn't real well it was well, my choice i was finally old enough to make the choice that if i want to go to church i'll go to church if i don't want to go gotcha. to church i'm okay. not going gotcha. and i didn't want to go why why go there i knew is. i knew where i would end up yeah. i knew i really did know that's the power of god though Come on. when when you have made a decision to be with him, and even when you don't like search for him all the time, there's something about the assurance. And I really feel like we got to help people to know this because God's the only one that can make you feel assured in life and That's confident. Good. And That's so, so there was something, and and actually, this is so crazy. Like we really are like 
whatever here, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, please, so, please. So tell I, her, Rob, before her, no I hit the point where <laughs> this guy had said, um, we don't talk enough about the Holy Spirit. Before that even happened, um, Neil was, Neil, Pop. Pop, you know, come on, Pop. Pop Pops was yearning yes. for God. Yeah. And I mean, we're out in the world. We're out in the world. We're Having a good know, time? Oh, we were potheads. Come on. We were totally <laughs> potheads. And, um, I can see that. I and, can but but there, was that, there was that heart that, you know, there were certain lines I wouldn't cross. Mm-hmm. Um, not many, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, were, there were a couple. You came to play. And, and he had been born again at 12 all on his own walked a street to go to a church that was having a revival, got born again that night. And that was it. He was never taken to church by his family. Wow. But God captivated his heart. So he'd never felt love like that. So anyways, so he's, every time there's a Billy Graham crusade, they would televise it. So we would literally be high. and Like like um, off weed? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And watching TV and he'd be flicking and there'd be Billy Graham. He'd stop on Billy Graham every time. Wow. And I don't think he would care for me telling this because this is the truth. If anybody well, else can yeah. catch that God is good through something like this, then, you That's know, right. Pop would be like, tell it. I don't care. Come on, it's good. So he would yearn and he'd be sitting there crying and I, we'd be stoned and I'd be sitting there looking at him like, what are you crying about? We're both born again. Why are you? This was me. Yeah, your ticket. Wow. This was me. You know, you're born again. What is that? And he, I don't know. I don't know. There's something. And so that happened for years. And then we end up rededicating our lives because we had our third child, and it was a miracle. We had an accident, and I should have lost her, really, and wow. I didn't. And um, so these people visited us, and we rededicated our lives. That's beautiful. That's the place where I heard, we don't talk enough about the what, 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 what was rededication? What was that? What did that look like? Um, well, this woman was like, you're actually getting born again today. And I'm like, inside my, inside my brain, because I was being respectful. Inside my brain, so I'm thinking, no, we're not. We've been born again since we were kids. But a a lot of Christians think, well, if you go into the world, then you really weren't born again. Again. Come on. Come on. Because that's not true. God doesn't do that. God doesn't give a gift and then take it back if you don't behave properly. So that kind of thing to me is that is that is literal poop. That that is BS. Because when we teach people that stuff, no one is ever confident that they're that they're of God. Come on. They can't be. Right, so right, right. she said that, but I knew different. And um, on that day, we rededicated. It totally changed our lives to do that. And I think it was because Pop, Neil, my man, thank God for his heart. Mm. Um, because he'd been cry- that's what he'd been crying out for, mm. to finally really you know, come to God for real. And he had dealt with alcohol a lot. He went totally free that day. He hasn't wow. had a drink since November third, nineteen eighty four. You wow. serious? Yeah, that oh, is amazing. Wow. Yeah, and wow. he was, you know, bound by it. But just anyways, like that, just instantly. So no, so, no, no um, symptoms or problems, and no nothing. desire, no withdrawals, nothing, right? no withdrawals. nothing wow. not a desire. So he re- rededicated his life, and mm-hmm. then he never craved alcohol again. Never. Wow, wow. that that's amazing. I love. It's stuff crazy like that. amazing. I mean, those kind of things. I mean, that's a mir- that was a miracle. We didn't know we'd experienced a miracle, but it played out over because he didn't say, "Oh my gosh, I don't have a desire." He just never touched again. And I'm like watching this. I'm mm. watching this. Mm. And um, but that kind of an encounter changes your household too. Come on, you know. Um, looking back now, knowing things that I know and knowing the Holy Spirit the way I know Him. He was all up in that. He was all up in our business wow. all along. Oh, so you're telling me weed didn't scare him? Oh, no. Okay, cool, cool. Why cool. would it? I like that. I, I, I think, it? yes, even Because honestly, well, we'll we, didn't stop, we didn't stop that then. Yeah. 
Wow. Oh, wait. So after you rededicated your life, you didn't, didn't stop. stop. No. Wow. That sounds about right. What were you going to say? <laughs> what were you going to say? I mean, it's not like I got born again. And I think all of us and were like, yeah. we don't fly straight. You Come know? On, but you know, I, I, think, I think that's the roof that like, I really want to take off, right? Like the biggest thing God gave me with, with you guys was like, he's not a respecter of men. Come and on. I always thought like, okay, yeah. that means that he's, he's going to disrespect me in order to listen. Right. But what he's mm-hmm. really, what I felt he was saying was like, I don't care what you do. Right. I love you more than the action that you're doing that disrespects you. That's right. Good. You know, right. and, and so so I'm I'm That's blown so away cute. to hear stuff mm-hmm. like that of like you're right. Like I I, mm-hmm. I was still a womanizer after I knew God. You know, right. and it's like right. I still battled with thoughts after I knew God. Right. You know, like I was I was full of God, well, I, still I had no have depression. Things I battle with. Yes, exactly. You but, know, things that try to come back and you're like, Where'd that come from? Right, 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 right. Uh, my humanity. Mm-hmm. Right, come on. So when did you become like really aware of or when when did it really start with the walk with the Holy Spirit? Like knowing like, okay, he's been here the whole time and then I don't know. It's like, it's like, how do you like, how did, yeah, well, for you, like, what, what was the, was there a certain starting point or was it, was it a, a growth well, some, thing, a certain some moment? Some of it started like when I heard that teacher say, we don't talk enough about the Holy Spirit. And then still he didn't talk about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I look back now and I know he didn't have, he didn't have anything to talk about. Wow. Not a judge. Wow. Teacher, the teacher did. Yeah. Not great guy. Great I mean, guy. amazing, sweet, wonderful man. But uh, I mean, I stayed, we stayed at that church, and so there wasn't anything being taught to talk about, unless maybe it's possible he was sneaking around like Nicodemus, you know, right. on the side somewhere, but he couldn't getting bring it. Holy Ghost he couldn't bring it to the, the box on Sunday evenings. So I well, started why, why getting hungry. Why, why do you think, like, yeah, people because aren't allowed to do that? You know, they're like, I, I have this amazing revelation. Because of doctrine. Because of doctrine? Yeah, denominations mm. have doctrine that they believe is correct. And this was the thing that I noticed, and I, I noticed a lot of places. I mean, I've felt it where I am now at times. People are so afraid of crossing a line wow. that is yeah. Oh, yeah. inappropriate oh, yeah. or um, really wrong. I think a lot of people's hearts are really good, and they don't want to disrespect God. So they just don't go near the fence line Wow. because it might charge up all their old you know, crap right. or desires, or they might believe something. Like, people are afraid to believe the wrong thing. People are really afraid, which is so contrary to who Holy Spirit is because he'll tell you when you're in a crazy place. He tells me when I'm crazy now, all the time. If I'm, like, getting close to something, like, you know that doesn't do you any good. Or you know thinking like that just wrecks you and it makes you sad or whatever. He tells me that stuff. So good. It's not like he says, Kathy, behave yourself. No, it's none of that. It's like, you know you're going to feel funky if you do that. That's right. I love that. And how, it might how, be fine for somebody else. I got a question. How is he, how, um, like you said, this, this man said this thing. Yeah. How, what was the process, I guess the journey of him changing your doctrine? Mm. Like you obviously heard I this thing. I started getting you're like, curious. I got curious. Okay. So you sought him out on your own then. Yeah, I did. I okay. actually did. Talk and about I, that. That was crazy. That was, um, I started, I started listening differently on Sundays and, and me and Pop would just, you know, we'd leave and we had great respect. For the man and woman of God that, you know, brought us to the point of rededicating our lives. And the family there. Loved them. We were there for, gosh, quite a few years. Um, but I started listening. And I'm like, there's something. I just had this, like, there's something else. There's, there's, and when I would pray, um, we had rededicated our lives. My siblings, my, my adult brothers and sister had not rededicated their lives. And Neil and I were starting to experience, well, we'd had that miracle on the day. 
that we rededicated. And um, and even like rededication, all that stuff. I mean, th- these are church words. Come on. You know, like it's just kind of when we were like, we woke up again, like, oh, my gosh, where is God in our life? Right. You know, he didn't leave, but we did. Mm. And we mm-hmm. took him places that were crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, which he's fine with that. Not that he wants us to, but That's it. but anyway, so I started getting curious and I started talking to people. I just started talking to people. I started asking questions. And so the further I got down that road, God had, he had a trap set up for me. Mm. I, I, I love people. I love friends. Um, I'm a chatter box. And so <laughs> I'm, you know, I don't, I don't like, even though I speak in front of people, I don't. That's not what I crave. I just love people. I, I, I love humans. And so this one particular summer, I was at the swimming pool, and um, that's where I met. And I, I'm going to go ahead and give her name, Karen Dorby, and um, such a precious, Beirut's wife. Oh, um, no I way. Yeah, I met her at the what? pool, and I fell in love with her because she's just like crazy, and she chats, and she chats it up. And so we maybe the second or third time that I got a chair next to her, she says— you're a Christian, aren't you? And I'm like thinking, oh my gosh, all of my Baptistness is probably like flooding on her. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and, and it, I wasn't being religious or anything. I mean, she said, she said something about, um, in our conversation, I asked a question and she said, oh, you need the Holy Spirit. And I said, kind of defensively, I've got the Holy Spirit. Oh, wow. You know, I'm, I'm born again. And she said, no, no, I mean, like, the baptism with the Holy Spirit and tongues. And I'm like. Oh, shut it down. Oh, dang. You doctrine. Know? You said oh, the doctrine. word. Doctrine. doctrine wow. Because we had been taught that was, you know, total darkness. Wow. And, uh, but total was, darkness? Really? It, it's the devil. That you don't do wow. it. That that had passed away. It was one of the th- things that's a misuse of scripture. Mm. That when that which is perfect has come, that which is imperfect passes away. So the things that proved who Jesus was, he's here now. You let all that stuff go. Okay. The gifts are gone. He, you don't have, you're not going to wow. see miracles now. You're just going to thrive here. Because God is good, even though you're just a sinner. Wow. And when you get to heaven, you'll have a good life. It's just. So she straight up said, you need the Holy so, Spirit. Yeah, she did. And she said, I'd love to introduce you to my pastor. And I'm like, nope, nope. I got a pastor. I don't need to meet another pastor. And so we kept talking and I just kept getting curious, you know, more and more curious. And so, um, so that was the, the, it ended, you know, the pool yeah, time. Yeah. And I'm like, now I'm left with all this, like, I'm starving. I'm, I'm starving. I want to run away from home, you know, my church home and find, mm-hmm. find, you know, meet this man and find out about the Holy Spirit. But I'm, I'm in my box still and, and staying safe because I got three kids, you know, and yeah. a husband and um, I don't want to go wrong. Now, is this, this is Living Faith you're talking about? I wasn't at Living Faith. Yet. Okay. But is that, this is what she was telling them That's about? what she was telling she me She was about. talking about Living Faith. Yeah. Okay. Wow. She's talking about Living Faith and meeting Barry Lubby. So that was that. So a couple of weeks later, this young mother who can't afford, I mean, she's like estranged from her husband, got two kids and cannot afford anything. But the only house she could find was next to us. (laughs) So she and her two little kids get this house that's, you know, like four bedroom, huge, you know, and she can't really afford it. But she ends up over there. So I go over to help her unpack some stuff. So sweet. Yeah, and I don't know. I just loved her, and so we're doing unpacking boxes and stuff. And she says, "You're a Christian, aren't you?" Oh, no. And I'm like, "I'm starting to like put some <laughs> yeah, things yeah, yeah. together." Like, God's got your number. Being, God's got your number. I think I'm being set up. Yeah, yeah. He's after you. And so you. she said, uh, "So we get to talking." And I told her, um, 
I want to learn how to pray properly. You said that. I said that to her. I oh. said, I want to learn how to pray Wait, properly. What, what made you say that? Um, because I, we had rededicated our lives. We'd come back to God, but my siblings hadn't. And I had prayed every stinking prayer. To get and they born were, again. Well, they were born. We were all born again as kids. Wow. I mean, we grew up in Christian heritage, you know, mm-hmm, church, mm-hmm, though. Mm-hmm. And um, so I really wanted to pray for them. I was so dumb with all the prayers I'd prayed. And I prayed them again and again and again. And nothing had changed. And they just thought we were crazy to have gone back to the, you know, denominational church. And, <laughs> what you know, like, especially after I was the wildest one of our family. Mm. So um, she brings me a book. Tara, my neighbor, brings me a book. She says, um, you will love this book. <laughs> and and so <laughs> what book is it I it's called they speak with new tongues and it, <laughs> wait wait so did you think what did you and think it was when you written read the cover? by a guy named john sherrill and i see this and i'm thinking but i'm so curious yeah, yeah okay. did she I'm take so the curious. cover off no i see the cover they speak with or they speak with other tongues and um and i had already been given a book like maybe i don't know eight or ten months before and I think it was written by some cult leader or something. Okay, that, okay. But it was, but it talked about the Holy Spirit and tongues. And I had done all the things that that book. See, this is the stuff. When you're hungry, you do some crazy stuff to yeah. get to where you really want to go. You get food if you're hungry. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, don't diss people who eat junk food because we have appetites. Yeah. And so I had this appetite for something so different than what I'd ever had so in the good. church world. And so I didn't care. Like when they gave me this, the other book they had given me, I don't even remember the name of that one, but it said, this is so crazy. It's, and I would do this at night after the kids, after I put the kids to bed and pops in bed asleep. I would go to the living room and follow the exercises in the book. One of the exercises in the book, I thought this would work because it was like, you got to relax, get like in a meditational state, sit on the floor, cross-legged, just, just put your hands out and let your tongue go. Wow. This is no lie. Put your tongue out. So, Wait, so, and Pop's in the room? No, he's asleep. Oh, 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 oh no. he's asleep. Oh, no. No. I did tell him, I'm hungry. I'm searching. Okay. I don't know oh, what I'm cool, searching cool, cool, for, cool, cool. but are you cool with it? He said, I don't care. You know, if it's got to do with Jesus, go. I don't care. That's beautiful. So I'm searching, like hunting anywhere. So I get this cult book, and I'm out in the living room. <laughs> Like twelve thirty or one at night, you know, and I'm going blah, 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 trying to let my tongue go, and it said just just trust God, and you know, and nothing, nothing, just, just me, foolish as heck, out there in the middle Come of on. the living room, blah, 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 doing all that, trying to let my tongue go loose. Yeah. So that's the you know the the thing I had had, and I thought I'm crazy, I'm kind of crazy, and I'm I started getting just ever so slightly scared, but still too hungry and too curious to stop. Wow. So um, so she brings me this book. They Speak With Other Tongues by John Sherrill. So I look at that and I'm thinking, oh my God, what am I doing now? I mean, I've been in the living room. I've been hunting for 18 months. Nothing's coming about. So what do I do now? What do I do? So just inside, I was like, well, just read the damn book. Come on. Just read it. Nice. So I read it. Well, there was the testimony, the story of this one young Episcopalian priest. I think he was Episcopalian. Um, And... He, his name, name was Dennis ben, Bennett, and um, he would, he got the full gospel thing in the middle of his denominational thing. He got baptized in the Holy Spirit with tongues, and he believed in the gifts and all this stuff. And As a Presbyterian. Yeah, mm-hmm. in this denominational box, and I mean, he's a priest. Wow. And they said, you can't teach, you can't teach this. Right. Mm-hmm. So, he was like, 
I can't not teach this. I've seen it in scripture and God has revealed it to me. I have to feed people what God feeds me to feed them. So he would teach it. They would get mad because his fellowships would grow and they'd pick him up and give him a new assignment in a little small back, you know, whatever kind of church. And he would bring the truth. And the church would start to grow because hungry people are hungry. That's right. Yeah. They're just hungry. And when you have somebody that believes something, not because it's doctrine, but because it's their experience, you know, he has experience. He That's couldn't good. not share his experience. And that captivated me. So I finished the book and um, I gave it back to Tara, but I didn't tell her. You didn't tell her you read it? I told her I read it, but I didn't tell her. I mean, I literally wept when I would think about this man, Dennis Dennis Bennett, because I had the same kind of hunger. I was like, I love God. I respect my denomination. I respect my pastor. I just know for me, there's there's mm. something that I should be having. Yeah. So you feel um, like a caged bird. I did. It's like yeah. I'm born I did. to fly, and, and I just I, feel like because I think that's what, that's what doctrine does. It just yeah. feels like a. I wasn't mad at anybody. Mm. I appreciated the love. I appreciated the acceptance and and the teaching that I was getting, but I, it made me hungry. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't tell her. So a couple of days later, she came and knocked on my door, and she said, "My pastor." She said, "I hope you don't care." I told my pastor about you, and he too um, had some, you know, experience growing in your denomination, and he sent you this book. I look at the book, and it's 9 o'clock in the morning by Dennis Bennett. <laughs> the same, same dude, guy. the Presbyterian dude. The that made guy that touched my heart. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that was <laughs> And then did you tell anybody? Broke. You said you didn't tell anybody. I still didn't tell. I didn't tell her. I read the book in less than 24 hours, and I called her and gave the book back, and I said, Make me an appointment with your pastor. Wow. wow. Come on. That's so beautiful. I love that. I love that. Oh, and that day I got baptized in the Spirit. That is amazing. And, you know, I just love what you keep saying about the appetizing. And, and Pastor Abel yeah. hit it, too, about, like— Just hungry. I think the reason that, like, we continue to do worldly things after we've been born again and, and have Holy Spirit is because we're trying to look for that freedom. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, what are you going to do? Like, if you're used to eating Doritos chips, like— you're going to go back to the thing that you yeah. used to know because you don't the know familiar. And the familiar, you know, but I think what ends up happening is we compromise our freedom because then we go into the sin bin or we go into the guilt or we go into the, I'm not good enough or, or I didn't check the right boxes. So yeah. then you never go free because you keep putting yourself right. within the cage, within the cage, within the cage, within the cage. I don't know. I, I just, I just. That, and fear yeah. makes the yeah. cages. You know what? Even I think, I think a, a big word that you said that I, you, you, this is when you're going to say, let's tear that roof off. Cool. I can hear it. I can mm-hmm. hear you now is, I think the the one word, at least for me, and I think even all of us, that really keep us from experiencing this person called the Holy Spirit is condemnation. Yep. Condemnation. What's the, the roof? Factor. Take the roof off that. It's like, as soon as you miss it, yeah. for some reason, I think he's gone. <laughs> like, he's, like he comes he's, and goes. He comes and goes. Mm-hmm. He comes and goes. I'm doing the wrong thing right now. I'm looking at the wrong thing. I'm, I'm you know, whatever it right, is. Right, and right. I think he's gone. He mm-hmm. left, and I, I think that condemnation and guilt, did, did that play a factor all? In, and, you know, it's a book question for both of you guys. In, 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 in your walk with God, where, where did that—did you have that sense of guilt or condemnation at all? Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, well, real quick, I just want to know what your definition of condemnation is. Yeah, tear the roof um, off that, Just please. Feeling, yeah, feeling really, like, naughty and dirty mm, or um, mm. something that just makes me sit down. For me, you know, because I'm chattery, this illustration works— Sit down and shut up. 
Be wow. quiet. Wow, that's a good one. Wow. Okay. Just just sit down. You know, like, you're, this is not going to work for you. Mm. Um, anything that literally makes like, because this is, you said something in the beginning about, you know, is Holy Spirit a person? Yes, he's, he's a person. But I think when we think about a person, we think about a human. Yeah. Right. Come on. And person, like a person's personage or personality is not their human body. It's them. Yeah. It's who on. they really are in, in their personage or personality. And the Holy Spirit is a person. He wow. has a personality. He has a personage. He's got a history. He, he's got an entire story, an entire story of himself. And his story obviously is completely, you know, bathed in who God is. Right. Um, because he really is the link, you know, the one that helps. Uh, the only reason I can know my Heavenly Father and know my Jesus is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's why I'm like, sometimes if I don't talk, in myself enough about him. I'm like, I'm sorry if I've sort of not been chatting with you two in the conversation. It's beautiful. You say that out loud. Oh, yeah. And I'll say it sometimes just through my day, like, because lately I've been really, I mean, this is just honesty. I've been really focused on Jesus because to me, Jesus is, there's an aspect of um, friendship and camaraderie. And um, right now, my humanness has been kind of loud for the past couple of years. Mm. And um, so he's, he really knows. Yeah. Like he knows. I mean, he's been here. He's lived on the planet as a person like me. And so I've been having a lot of conversations with him. And sometimes lately I would say, Holy Spirit, thank you that I wouldn't even know this friend. Hmm. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't know that Jesus would relate to me like that. Okay. I got a question. And I want for both of you um, and me too, I think. (laughs) When did Holy Spirit... Thanks, producer. That's Jackie Jack that just yeah, walked, we walked by you. that camera. Yeah, We're we going to put you. that in there. That's going in there. That's right. Side view, Jackie. All right. Bye, bye. So we have switched tape. Um, so let's go to this question because we ended with, with your story, and I think it's a, an important key because I think with the thing about the Holy Spirit is, like I said, we've, we've had doctrines about him and things, and I think the word that you just said, friend. Mm. So mm-hmm. I think for all of us, when did he, and if he obviously is still growing, but when did he... When, when did that shift happen? When it was like, you're my friend. Mm. Was there a certain place, a certain season? Or, or and for both of you, I think, I think it's, it's key. When did Holy Spirit become friend? Because that word, that's a game changer. It is right. a game changer. When you take the Holy Spirit, who's this big, uh-huh. and then you go, friend. Like mm. that right there is, is... Even the key of that, though, that word is we all have a different um, way we define that. You know, some people might not be as outgoing or whatever. Um, And so friend then takes on a different kind of definition. So some people have, you know, some people might even listen to us in this talk and and think, well, you know, I've always been the outcast or Mm, so I really don't even know what a friend should look like wow you know because a lot of us are groomed certain ways in our families and sometimes families aren't friendly with each other right you know i was in a family that was very friendly and you know i had parents that talked to me um i had a mother i could talk to i had a big sister that i could really talk to i had brothers that loved me so there was interaction a lot of interaction Mm. but with holy spirit it's kind of two two phase for me because he's so precious. 
He started the friendship when I was eight. Wow. And I walked the aisle at a Baptist church because it was an incredibly supernatural experience. It was not just they give an invitation, you know, quote unquote, like churches do, and you go down and someone leads you mm. to Jesus. Mm. It, it was initiated very supernaturally, and I actually didn't feel like I got up out of the chair. I felt like I was lifted. And it was like I was on, um, you know, those airports that have the conveyor oh, yeah, yeah. belt sidewalks. Things. And you keep walking. <laughs> That's yeah, what yeah. it felt like. And then I find myself at the front. But then that was the challenge. No one there could tell me other than the doctrine, right. what had just happened. Mm. So that's what's precious to me is I believe he started it then. But it was 30-something years later before he could tell me what actually happened there. Mm. Wow. Not just that you were born again, but the, the, the way that God got my attention. For me, the friendship started the day I got baptized in the Spirit. Everything changed. It, it, literally, my life did an about-face, and for the first time, I saw the personal aspect. I was wow. like, oh my gosh, this is what God wanted, because I, I, I was changed that day. Describe that moment. Um, Feelings, I mean... Well, in in the office when Pastor Barry, um, he spent three and a half hours unscrambling my perspective. Okay. All of the scriptures that I've been taught, this this is not, there's going to be nothing now until you get to heaven. And he unscrambled it all. So did you have like an argument with him? Like, these oh, are the no, scriptures? Did no. you have like certain... No, I brought my Bible and I showed him what I'd been taught. Of course, he already knew that. And so <laughs> he he shared others. Pastor Barry was a Holy Ghost theologian. Yeah. He was not a religious theologian. He he lived with God. So um, so he kind of undid all those things and showed me, but this, look at this and this. So the way that you perceive that or were taught that was not, it was skewed. Mm. But it, you know, it wasn't like he said, like, be mad at the people that taught you. He was like, and this is what Holy Spirit said to me, people can only teach you what they've been taught. So good. So all of us, we can only share what we've had shared with us. Right. So um, at the end of our conver- our three and a half hour conversation that was My precious, gosh. it was Dang. precious. You're just like, do you want it? Are you ready? He said, what are you going to do with this? <laughs> and I said, I want it. Wow. So he laid hands on me and um, I had literally been shivering in his air conditioned office because he loved low temps. <laughs> and I had been freezing for all those hours and the minute he laid hands on me I literally I felt like I'd been torched wow and um I would love to say it just literally flooded out of me the language it didn't Mm. and um he said when when we were done he said you received the Holy Spirit moved on you because I know you sensed him and I said oh yeah I felt something and I've never felt anything wow and um he said you'll get the language he said you just trust God so I left his office and I was driving around the bypass coming off of an exit in Warrington. And it, uh, I literally, like, these words started coming. It felt like they were coming to my mind, but I was speaking them as they were coming to my mind. Wow. Just some syllables, like baby talk. That's beautiful. It was baby talk. And I went home and I was like, oh, I don't want to forget this. Oh, you didn't <laughs> want to forget the syllables? I didn't want to forget the syllables. Wow. wow. So I... I took a bookmark out of my Bible, and I had been taught to read when I was a little kid because, you know, I'm older, so they taught you phonetically when I was taught to read. And so phonetically, I sounded out the five syllables I got, and I wrote them down. And I just, over the next weeks, every time the kids, I would 
get the kids ready for school, take them to the bus stop and come home and sit in the living room because I got to be a stay-at-home mom. And I would sit in the living room with those five syllables and my Bible and I would just be with him. Beautiful. And I started having, I would have these things that freaked me out kind of. And I don't mean, I don't want anybody to think this is woo-woo stuff. This is not woo-woo stuff. This is life with God. and yeah. But it is different than normal life or normal religion. And so I would call Pastor Barry because, I mean, he literally became my spiritual father. And um, and I would say, this is, this is happening in my living room. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not in church. This is in my living room. I'm feeling him with me. And he said, yes, because he loves you. Oh. Because you've invited him. Wow. And so I just kept inviting him. I had about a year and a half where I was basically a recluse other than when, when the family was home, I was with the family. But um, when they left to go to work and school, I just, I built a friendship. I was wow. like, I, and then at some point, I don't know, a few months in, the flow for the language came. It's beautiful. I don't remember exactly when because I just used what I had. I thought, he gave me this if this is all I ever get this is mine and I sang it and I talked it and I prayed it and and then at some point it just I don't know that got unleashed (laughs) but it was real the real thing it was yeah so that's how my friendship and I've just never let go of it because well you know what I love is like people watching us or people hearing this like they can still argue that Totally. You know, but they can't argue your experience and no. the way that it make you feel. And even in this moment right now, I just feel the yeah. the beauty of that moment with him. And I, I think that's amazing. And I'd always been scared and shy, you know, like um, outgoing, you know, like I'm an outgoing person, but I, I always felt insecure and shy. And some of that changed mm. um, because the more I built the friendship, the more I thought there's a reason I'm here. One. And and it's some of it is to share this. Yeah, yeah. That he wants this with everybody. Yeah. Like he's not. You don't have to go to church to get this. It's mm. good, mama. Mm. So you good. know, you don't honestly. This will freak some people out. So I'm sorry if it does, but this is what I know about God. You don't even have to know the Bible. Mm. You don't wow. have to know the yeah. Bible to relate to God. Yeah, it shows you what you can have, though. That's the beautiful thing. Yeah. It's kind of like. You know, if my dad, you know, had passed and left me stuff, he could have left me the stuff and it would be mine. But until I read the will, I wouldn't, you know, nobody would have known it was mine. That's right. And I wouldn't have known it was mine and I wouldn't have spent any of it. That's awesome. That's the only thing I say, you know. Yeah. Well, I I totally relate with that because my experience with Holy Spirit, like I didn't even know the Bible. I didn't even touch the Bible, you know. See, I love that. Yeah, and, and I loved it because uh, I remember Pastor Abel, he was in charge of the youth, and he would go up there and he would say this funny language thing, you know, mm-hmm. that little, little thing, you know, and, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what this dude is saying, and uh, there was this lady that kept making me come back to church, she would pick me up, you know, and she was like, you either come with me or you pay for my gas and the McChicken I have for you, and I'm like, okay, you got me with the McChicken, so I would jump in her car, we would come, and, and that same lady, I asked a question, I was like, hey, like, what, what is this dude doing, you know, I was like, what is, you had an apron on, you know, you just got off work, and oh, okay, yeah, yeah. you're talking about this dude that loves you and, and in my denomination i was like no he hates me he's trying to kill me you know yeah. and but anyway so so i'm i'm <laughs> i asked her you know and she was like you should ask one of the pastors at church right so i ended up coming to church and I'm, i asked the pastor i'm like hey like what's the weird little, little thing that that abel's doing and all she said was like do you want that and i was like yeah why not you know i hate my life like i'm ready to kill myself so let's wow. do it yeah. and she laid hands on me and my tongue just moved by itself and it freaked me out like you Come know on. like it freaked me all the way out because like the roof <laughs> of my tongue was touching i was like this is so weird yeah you're speaking it, it, yeah and i was yeah. speaking you know 
I hadn't touched the Bible yet. Mm-hmm. But something that was really cool was like she just said every time we use the bathroom, like look in the mirror, practice the syllables, practice the language. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, why not? Like, I mean, my tongue moved by itself. Like, I, wow. I can't deny that experience. So anytime I would pee, I wash my hands. As I'm washing my hands, you know, I'll just start praying. Mm-hmm. And then I found out more information of like it's your perfect prayer. It encourages yeah. you. It gives yeah. you confidence. But yeah. this is where it got me. It was like now you can understand the Bible. Yeah. And I was yeah. like. That's big. Right. That's and, way big. And I was like, I thought I couldn't understand the Bible because it was in King James. I did. I, mm-hmm. I could barely read, you mm-hmm. know. I'm like, I barely learn English. Yeah. And then the King James was like, and the five, five fold me, you know. And and so then I, <laughs> it was crazy because like I started reading the Bible and it was in this different translation and I understood it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then the first one I remember was, this is my beloved son in whom he's well pleased. You wow. can feel it probably for the and first time. And then I can huh? feel it, you yeah. know, and, and mm. see it. But I'm totally with you with the whole, you don't need to know the Bible. But once yeah. you get Holy Spirit, he helps you understand the Bible. And he makes you want, he does make you hungry. Yeah. He does. Absolutely. So some people, if they're not hungry, like, you know, you just talk to him about that. Right. Right, right, right. I like that our experiences were totally different. Same. Because I literally came from a, a complete, I mean, generations back. Wow. Church background. And I'm saying church, not just Christian, because it was church right. background. Come on. You know, Good. but a lot of times in church background, you don't feel Christ. You don't know him personally. Right. And I'm not I'm not saying people are not saved, whatever words you want to use for the whole coming into God thing. Um, but it, it's he comes after people he, the yeah. way they can receive him. I found this scripture um, so good. in the Bible one time, and it said Jesus spoke to his disciples as they were able to hear. I love that. Wow. I love that because there's some things probably that I haven't seen yet in the Bible because I'm not ready. I'm not able to hear it yet. Right. There's some more things I'm going to learn, you know, and I mean, at my age, to know there's more things to learn. That's really exciting to me. Like, I mean, like, I don't have it all. Yeah. He's that vast. So beautiful. I love that. He's that that huge. But I love that with you because that's, our children were that way. Like Marianne, she's about five-ish when we came here and she'd, she'd been born again at four. And um, wanted it. She came to me and said, I want, I want to get born again. And so I prayed with her, and that was that. Because, I mean, she wanted it. Wow. Well, I mean, Jesus wouldn't say no. Why would I? Yeah, come on. <laughs> so we go, we go to Living Faith, and um, one of her, the first few Sundays we were here, she comes downstairs and says, I got born again in the Holy Ghost. Oh, oh my gosh. That's so sweet. How, said, how old? She, she was like five-ish. Wow. Yeah. And so I said, oh what do you mean? She said, tongues. I got it. That's amazing. Come on, Come on, I love that. I mean, we would lay on her bed when she's like six, seven, eight. We would lay there and hold hands and pray in tongues. That is so sweet. <laughs> I love that. She's Rafa, like, I love this. I, I got a question Come for on. you. Mm. So a lot of people don't know this about you, but you have Romans 8 tattooed. I do, mm. I do. Mm. I do. Which is like a Holy Spirit, yeah. you know, scripture. Absolutely. So I'm curious, how has been that? Because I, I, I think Mama brought up a good question, how even reading the Bible is different when you have the Holy Spirit. Right. That's right. I think yeah. it was like Smith Wigglesworth. He always said, mm. I don't read it in Greek. I don't read it in mm-hmm. Hebrew. I read it in the Holy Ghost. Come on. And like, I'm like, I like man. Because oh, I think yeah, so many yeah. of us, we, we struggle with, yeah. are you reading King James? Are you reading this? Are you reading this? And like, yeah. I think we all can agree. If, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you read it you in, in the anything. wrong language yeah. anyway. <laughs> that, that, like, totally. like, it don't matter, yeah. right? Yeah. It don't matter yeah, what, awesome. what, what well version you You might as well not know how to read. <laughs> so, so for you, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, the fact for you that you tattooed that, and I know you as yeah. a Romans 8 guy. Yeah. How has that history been, that friendship? Especially, we all yeah. know Romans 8, 1, you always say there's no condemnation. Well, you know, I, I think the, going back to your question about friendship, I think the beautiful thing about him is it's unconditional. We were talking about before the yeah. cameras came, mm-hmm. but unconditional. Like, you have friends that love you when you're, you can give them something. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. I have a friend, I love her so much, like, she makes the best pastries. 
you know, she makes like cheesecake, she makes cinnamon, she she mm. may pop some some mm-hmm. cookies. Yep. You know, oh, I love her cookies. She's a baker. You know? mm. But but there's a difference. Like even when the cookies aren't there, I still love her. Right. You know, but when the cookies are there, I really, really love her. You know, <laughs> what I love about God and Holy Spirit is that He feels that way about us, whether we have the cookies or not. Right. You know, and, and so That's when I got Romans 8, it was there is now no condemnation for those that belong to Christ. And uh, back to the condemnation question as well, like I felt like condemnation was <laughs> when, when, I, when I couldn't see God face to face. You know, and, and okay. it would go back to like childhood of like, you know, and I love my family. They're amazing people, you know, but I felt like he had a belt and he was ready to hit me. Gotcha. You know, that's how I felt when I when I would do it. And I would literally act like a little boy, you know, and I'm like 25, 24 years old. And I, I think that's how, how I don't tell my producer or my wife, uh, but I think we've been married four years. Subtract, take away 12. Uh, <laughs> over uh, here. So, yeah, so I was like 23 or 24 when, when I got married. And that's actually when I got Romans 8 on me because I was having this fight about condemnation. You know, it's like I was trying to be a good husband, but I didn't feel qualified to be a good husband because I didn't have the finances. I just came back from a deployment. We were paying off debt. I didn't have a house. I didn't have a car. I didn't have mm. a degree. Mm. I, I didn't have uh, the career job that I wanted. So I was like, who am I to give this other person who's amazing a life that I, I don't even have yet? Wow. You know, and so I was fighting condemnation because I was like, yeah. I was like, I, uh, my worth belittled. That's really what condemnation does. It belittles your worth, you know, and, and, and it good. makes you think that you deserve something that God never intended you to have. So I was like, I deserve to be poor. I deserve to get beat. I deserve to not be a good husband. You know, I deserve to cry. I deserve to be in sadness. I deserve to be in this. That's really what condemnation was. And, and Holy Spirit, the way I've never heard him audibly, but I heard him in my heart. He was like, do you want to read Romans 8? I just thought, had the thought, read Romans wow. 8. And I was like, well, why not? <laughs> You know, I was like, why not? I was supposed to be dead anyways at 17, so let's do it. Describe so, that moment real quick. Was which it, one? Was it, because I think, well, I'm gonna, that's going to be my next question after yeah, this, yeah. is, like, what was the sense? It was a thought? It came as a thought? Or it came it as did. like It came something? as a thought. Okay. It came as a thought. I, this is the way that I always understood, right? So when I was 17 years old, I was going to commit suicide. I was going to kill myself. You started talking about this God that loves me. I came from a domination that's like, I'm going to strike you with lightning, even if you think about that. Right, right. Right? <laughs> Ended up there. I, I was still going to commit suicide. I was like, God... I remember the night that I was going to kill myself. I was like, God, I don't know if you're real or not, but I'm going to believe what the guy said. And maybe I'm not going to believe what the guy said. I was like, here's my life. You take it. I don't want it. I'm literally going to kill myself. The minute I said that, depression and anxiety left. Wow. Right? Like suicide thoughts left. Like there was none of that. That's miraculous. And it was miraculous. I can't explain it. You know, I wish I could tell you that I took this pill and it was there. Like, <laughs> yeah. this big, yeah. But it didn't. You know, I took a, it, Holy Spirit just landed on me, you know? Wow. And, and this is the thing that got me was that <laughs> it's good rafa he's just so good Come yeah on. you know he's so good so, so my sweet. thought process was this mm. it was and he's a real friend he's like real. he yep. was pursuing me the whole time yeah, yeah. since i came out my mom's since before yeah. my mom's room yeah. into that moment where i was mm-hmm. definitely not perfect that's when god was constant and, and in scripture it actually says yeah. that the holy spirit is the one that leads you to god he's the one that leads you to mm-hmm. jesus he's the one that leads you to salvation yeah. and and so he was pursuing me Placing all these yeah. little traps, and I had yeah. no idea, right? And so, anyway, so that day, that day, I, I came up with this process, and Holy Spirit spoke to me right away. He was like, "Your thought, just the thought that I was having within myself was your thoughts led to suicide." And I was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, yeah, fair, fair." And mm-hmm. he's like, "So if you have a good thought, shouldn't that be God's? Because your thoughts led to suicide. Come on, good. Come so on. the fact that you even have a good thought is because of God, right? Or right. Holy Spirit, like it right. because of Holy Spirit." Right. 
And so I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. It was like, so if it's a good thought, should we just say thank you, God? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So the way that I did it was simplicity. I love it. I love it. And you know, I'm reading this book about genius and it's like Mm. genius isn't about how complicated you can make a situation. It's about how how, how a complication can become simple. So the fact that you're making something simple, that means you're a genius. Right. And Holy Spirit's the best, right? So, So he literally didn't dumb it down. He made it simple. He was like, your thoughts led to death, yeah. did it not, for 17 years? Yes, God, it did. Okay, yeah. cool. So if you have this good thought, then that's me. Wow. And I was like, that's awesome. So in that moment that I felt bad that I was a bad husband, yeah. God was like... The thought came. He was good talking thought. to you. He was talking to me. In the moment. This is the part that I love. Yeah, not when right I was that, good. No. Not no. when I was worshiping. No. Not when I had a million dollars in my bank account. Not when I was all these things that, that I wanted mm-hmm. to be. He didn't wait to talk to me then. Right. He talked to me in the moment that I was yeah. alone. And, and I was actually reading Hebrews, and it says that he's our captain, right? And I looked up mm-hmm. captain, and it's the yeah. one that goes before us, the pioneer, yeah. the leader. Yeah. And so he's already in that situation that I was struggling with about wanting to be a husband. And the thought came of like, hey, you want to read Romans 8? And I was like, well, that thought mm. feels good. Yeah. You know, that thought feels good. Seemed it feels right. What was that? Seemed right. Yes, yes, yes. Come on. Yes, <laughs> he's so good. Simple. So simple. So yes. simple. So I went, and guess what? I opened up the Bible. It was Romans wow. 8. And the first verse is what got me. Not the whole chapter, just the first verse. And it was, there is now no condemnation for those that belong to Christ Jesus. And again, the simplicity was, I belonged to Jesus when I was 17. Yeah. Right? So I was like, I do belong to you. And it was like, okay, if you belong to me, then there is no condemnation. And I was like, okay. But the cool thing with that is like, that, that isn't the ticket for everything to end. It's a ticket for you to have a conversation with God. There it is. Right. So then now anytime right, right. condemnation yeah. will right. come because right. I would struggle with self-punishment, I'm like, God, I feel this weightiness, this thing. And he's like, okay, that's condemnation. We yeah. talked about yeah. it. You shouldn't be there. Do you want to get rid of it? Right. And I began this healing process of getting rid of all the things that I would use to punish myself. To be kind of the man that I am today. You know, because we're still in process. We're still going. Yeah. But I, I can tell you that I feel like a good husband. My good husband, okay, cool. My, my, <laughs> she's she's nodding, thumbs up. Yeah. We're good to go. You know. Oh yeah, she's, she's nodding and smiling. So anyway, so then, then uh, it was so real to me that I didn't want to forget. I was so scared to forget. Yeah. I was so scared to forget that verse, and it was my bookmark. Mm-hmm. And so literally, that it was my bachelor night, you know, and and we went to Olive Garden, ate some good food, you know, and then uh, I was like, let's go get a tattoo, and and I got Romans eight on me, Romans eight. and uh, and I didn't want to forget. So every time I look at it, I'm like, okay, there's no punishment here. There's no condemnation here. So I hope I answered your question. Yeah, no, I think I love that. I love that because that's ongoing (sighs) conversation, which is friendship. Yeah, that's right. Ongoing communication. Because even, you know, like for for people that might see this and think, well, you know, God doesn't talk to your head. Well, then why did Jesus say, take no thoughts saying? So he was apparently saying you should take thoughts, but take the right thoughts. That's right. Because exactly what what God had spoken to you by the Holy Spirit was, you know, your thoughts led to suicidal tendency. Right. My thoughts lead you into joyful places, confident places, places that you actually feel like you can handle life. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. So that's. That's thoughts. I think sometimes we're we really try to over spiritualize everything. That's and good. you know, like even people yeah. that think, well, if you're creative and you're right brained and you're a visionary and all this, <laughs> then you're really spiritual because you're God. miraculous. Yeah, you got but the God flow. gave us a left brain too. He Come gave on. us both. So why would we think he wouldn't use both? That's so See, good. to me that trips me out that that because I used to be one of those people that tripped over that stuff. Mm. You know, God speaks to you here and the devil speaks to you here. Really? Mm. I mean, come on. 
like all of all of scripture is stored up here. I mean, it it was already inside my spirit. We like think we got to seed our spirits and stuff. And God's like, if our if we come from the spirit of yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> I, see, I've heard that. I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> like I like I like, I pretend yeah. to know what it means. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like yeah. like honestly, or we just take stuff. Well, so, we, so people tell us and we take. What it. What does that mean then to like see in the spirit? Because oh. I've been in prayer meetings, be like, let's see in the spirit, and I'm like, okay. Yo, <laughs> like, do I just close my eyes? For me, for me, I'm like, you mean my imagination? Why didn't you just say my imagination? Yeah, why didn't you just say my imagination? <laughs> because because people are afraid of the imagination. Oh come on! Why? Because the imagination they, they think the imagination is of us. Who created us? Thank you. Who gave us an imagination? Ooh. And you said, Thank see you. in the spirit. Here, here, let, let's like take the roof off all the religious crap with this one because <laughs> the spirit realm is invisible. There we Whoa. go. I mean, if you're talking about seeing as we see as humans, then no one could see. Come on. In the spirit. Like Jesus, Jesus, Jesus said, I only do what I. Uh, what I see the Father do. God's invisible. The scriptures even tell us that. Right. So how did he see God doing things? If he knew he was the physical body of God, he was the the visible manifestation of God, he saw himself doing things. Come on. Mm. Wow. That's wow. so cool. That's I awesome. He saw that. God using his body. Gosh. He yielded to, you know, if we even think of Holy Spirit, like the spirit of what is holy. Not the spirit of what is church. Come on. Not oh the spirit of what is denomination. Hold up. Because I, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. tired of that saying, stuff. You got to I, I think I think I think I think a lot of my prayer meetings have been I've been seen in the spirit of the church. But you know, I mean, well, I think take the roof off church too. Like like what okay. is a church? Oh, what is God, a church? That's a good one. I'm not against church right. when we really view church as you know, Jesus is his communication of what the church was is that we're the church, not a building. Come on. Because Come on. most of what he was able to really do miraculously did not happen in the synagogue. Right. Now, he read the scripture to him, you know, the spirit of the Lord is upon me today because he has anointed me to do yeah. certain things. I can't. He didn't say this, but right. I can't do them here, <laughs> but I'm going to do them and I'm going to find an open field with no building. An opportunity. That's it. An opportunity. There could have been an opportunity there and there can be opportunities inside of what we would call the church now, like Living Faith Church or the Baptist Church I grew up in or right, whatever. Right, right, right. I'm not against the place, but the place is about gathering. Come the on. place is about coming together as humans who are having an experience with God, not humans who are obeying a box That's and so ticking good. a box. That's beautiful. The church is oh, not man. humans who are obeying a doctrine and ticking a box. They may well be who Jesus says, but Jesus is talking about the body. He uses all these different analogies. Right. You know, like we are the temple. He says we're a temple of the Holy Spirit. And honestly, I feel like we're being real here. I feel like there are things that God is beaming out. Like like if he had his own radio station, which he does. It's called the human heart. <laughs> come on. Oh, come on. That's good. And he's beaming out. He's, be- he's saying things. He's not saying, I'm just talking to the church because y'all be acting like cray people. <laughs> so I'm going to talk to the church. No, he's saying, I'm beaming out to the human race. Human race. Because on. Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let, him, let him hear. Come on. So this is one of the reasons you're doing this podcast. Yeah. Telling people, you have ears to hear. Are you willing to use them? Are you willing to let people who are actually encountering God outside of a box right, right. tell you that he wants you? Right. Gosh. He's put things in other people. I think it's almost like Christmas to build relationships with human beings, mm. all kinds of human Come beings, on. <laughs> because it's like opening a Christmas present and 
most Christians want to open up other human lives and see the same thing that they think is right because of their doctrine. Come on. And so they open it up and they see something different. They're like, <gasps> don't touch the unclean thing. Right. Well, if Jesus had said that, nobody would have gotten saved. That's good. Wow. That's good. People. Right? Yeah. If he had said, I'm not going to have relationship with whores. I'm not going to have with relationships drunkards. with tax collectors. Well, he wouldn't have had Matthew. Yeah, right. right. One of the None disciples. of the disciples. Yeah. Right. I mean, we, we wouldn't have the Bible yeah. Yeah. written by Paul. We wouldn't have a Bible. <laughs> no Paul, yeah, Paul was a killer. <laughs> no Take relationship. Paul. <laughs> we were laughing before when you were eating. We, no relationship with Peter because he cussed. Yeah. Right. Well, tell me, you know, like, tell me. We won't, we won't even go there, but we will. For just a split second. <laughs> to be a human Keep being that hasn't, like, at least thought some kind of foul language. Right. Because we define foul language as four-letter words. Ooh. God says foul language is anything that's not life. Come on. Oh, my goodness. There it is. That is good. Yeah. God's you not already, talking you about the roof off that alone. That's really good. But see, that not it important? Yeah. Isn't it important? Because we look at people. I mean, I have literally had people come to Man. me and say, how do I handle people who use the names of Jesus in vain? And I said, they just don't know him. They don't know him. There's, yeah. they, don't, they don't understand. They're not intentionally thinking, let me just disrespect God here. Right. People aren't thinking that way. Right, right, right. But we always lean into these, again, the boxes, the way we've been taught. Indoctrination is not wrong. Right. There just is such a thing as wrong indoctrination. Yes. Because wow. doctrine just yeah. means teaching. Teaching. Come on. That's really good. And it's we're really always good. teaching something. Yeah. Like I can, I, I was teaching, I was out there. I mean, every human's meant to be an influencer. Come on. Oh, I was influencing. And I, I love me influencing some menses. Mm, mm. Come on. Uh, you know, I'm not ashamed now to say that because I was misguided. Right. Yeah, that's right. And right, I right. know some of why that was going on in a Christian household. Mm. Right. Wow. That's good. But it was our wow. secrets. Wow. It was secrets. But, but yet Holy Spirit wasn't like, okay, not you. Not you, mm-hmm. but you, yes, yeah. yes, you, yes, he I got you. He says not you. Yes. Like, that's not even in his vocabulary, right. not you. Right, right. But you know what I love about that's the transformation good. of that's Holy good. Spirit is he, he, we become like him. He doesn't miss opportunities, so why do we miss opportunities? Yeah. yeah. You know, and today, like, before the podcast, I had to run to do errands, had to go to Home Depot, and, and, uh, and I was walking by somebody, and that same thought, right, whether it's good or bad. Now God just has a blast with me. Like, I know his voice, and the way he talks to me is just exactly what I need, you know? And he's like, are you going to say hi to that girl that does the paint for you? And I was like, nah, God, I'm in a hurry. I got to make it to this podcast. And he was like, okay, she'll just have a sad day. And I was like, oh, God, you don't got to yell at me. Like, okay. You know, and I turned around, went back. Conversation. 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 An opportunity, you know, to make a friend, yeah. you know, and and not in the talk. church. And friends talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And mm-hmm. so this is really cool, right? I'm pulling my car, you know, and I'm looking for the girl. And I was just going to get some paint just, just to, to have a car, an excuse to talk to her, just like God. And, and I'm walking by and she sees me from far away. And she's like, it's my positive friend, like yelling it down the aisle. What a good <laughs> reputation, In my heart, I was like, you know, just for a little bit, my, my flesh, my senses, my little, my little orphan spirit, just a little bit of it was like, <laughs> I don't deserve to be called that. I was going to leave without mm. talking to you. And God was like, you can either focus on the negative or you can be mm-hmm. the thing that she's calling you to be right now, Gosh. which is a positive influence. And I was like, it's me. Good. It's me. And I was like, and it's you. The person that always helps, the person that I can always trust, the person I can be accountable for. And I loved it because she didn't know what to do. She was like, uh, what paint do you want? <laughs> and I was like, the paint that you helped me with last time. And I was like, I love you. I really appreciate you. And she started opening up her life. She's like, I have fiance. We've been together for three years. We're going to get married soon. It was just really sweet. 
I love mm-hmm. that. Uh, uh, for you, for the friend, I, w- I want to know about you and your friend yeah. with Holy Spirit. Yeah. For- All right. I mean, I, I mean, for me, kind of kind of similar with you. I had I was suicidal when I met God, and um, I had this one guy that kept like bugging me to come to his church, and I was just like, he was really annoying, really annoying, and um, <laughs> and same with you. I was like, so this is a crazy story. It just got to a place where um, you know I wanted to commit suicide, and I went to look for my father's shotgun, and I remember wow. I was ready to go, and um, and it wasn't there. And um, long story short, he lent it to his brother. His brother was going, I think, duck hunting or something. It wasn't there. Anyways, this friend kept asking me to go to church. I was like, all right, I guess I'll go to church. And I ended up going to church. And um, this guy preached on God. And he preached on the love of God, which, like you, I've never heard. Yeah. I've never heard the love of God. You know, I thought, I'm here. God's way over there. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if it feels good, stop. You know? <laughs> like, and same thing. I couldn't explain it, but worried worry my big thing was worry mm. disappeared I, mm. I couldn't explain it like worry evaporated and like even today i'm like it still hasn't come back like yeah, i think beautiful. i mean you guys know me yeah it's so funny I, I you know going going to college people are like abel you're always happy and i'm like you know there was a time where i used to worry a lot <laughs> and they go really you know but hard like, to believe but like you rafa it just so when he came in he said you never have to worry again it was just like it was like the first words that i heard how'd you hear it um they're the word through the Bible. Wow. I flipped open to Psalm, was it 23? Right? He'll be the strength mm-hmm. of my life. Mm-hmm. He'll be my light and my salvation. It says, so you don't ever have to worry or fear. Wow. And it was, I, I, I think I stayed in that verse for probably a good four years of my Christian walk because I didn't wow. know how to read. Yeah. And so Holy Spirit was like, yeah, you stay here. Mm-hmm. We'll just stay in this one verse. <laughs> yeah. That's good enough for you. And that has always been a cornerstone of me. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Of like, even when I go through stuff, like I can hear Holy Spirit go, are you worrying? And I'm like, sorry, you're right. You're right. You're right. So that's always been his tone for me is, are you worrying? Why? I told you that one thing. Um, wow. So kind of similar thing. It's been an ongoing wow. thing. And I think where, where I struggle sometimes even, I think just wrong doctrine kicks in here yeah. and there. And you listen to a teaching and this. And and when wrong doctrine comes in, I, I think we can all agree is we complicate the process. Right. right. So, for example, you said friendship, how you were in Home Depot. Now, let's say you didn't do that. Would you think Holy Spirit mm. left? Because so for me, I would. I would think right, right. my doctrine was, mm-hmm. uh, I, I didn't obey this one time, so he's gone. And so now I have to reset my walk with God. I got to go into this long repentance so and good. feel bad and feel guilty and get back to the place where we're good again. Right. Like, like kind of like parents. Yeah. Like my parents, when they were, especially my mom, if she was aggravated with me, she didn't speak to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. things are modeled wow. into you without you. And she wasn't a bad mom. I was going to say, right. like, was she evil? Like, why no, she, she not... was good. Wow, that's good. I remember one time I lied to her and she found out about it. And um, she was so hurt. She was shocked because I had such an open relationship with her. And um, she didn't speak to me for three days. Wow. But see, that's not of God. Not right. that she was being ungodly when she right, did it. Right, right, she right, was right. hurt. So I look she back now hurt. and I know what it, it was. But... But that is not the kind of person God is. He's yeah. not that kind of person. And I think so that's what the Holy Spirit does is he, he kind of tells you yeah. of what God is really like. Yeah. Right. So anyways, going through, like I said, I, I had this process of when I missed it, I had to go through this painful thing of what I would call, you know, um, you know, repentance. Okay. Can we, take the roof off. Yeah, please. Can we please talk about repentance? Mm-hmm. Like to me, repentance is... What Holy Spirit, it's it's an awakening to a reality that I'm already in and I'm yeah. just not aware yeah. of it. Yeah. So, so, so repentance so, is so, you're already in. So the, my repentance is, so for example, I believed um, God left me and that I was no longer his favorite. Mm. Repentance is a change of thought. 
So yeah, that's it, all it is. It was an awakening of, oh, yeah. I'm still your favorite. Come on. Yeah. Oh, I'm still your favorite thought. Oh, my gosh, you're still thinking about me. Like mm-hmm. that was – it's and that – he doesn't change. No. He's the same yesterday, today. You're Romans 8. There is no more condemnation. Right. So for me, like the scripture he spoke to me was Isaiah 54, where he says, mm. so have I sworn that I'll never, ever be yeah. angry with you or rebuke you. Right. Right. And then he goes on to say, and my kindness shall never leave. Right. Yo, that is beautiful. So, but that's been a process for me with the right. Holy Spirit where when I mess up, it's like, okay, I, I normally punish myself, but I'm going to try to let you be kind to me. Right. <laughs> because right. that was his answer for me. Holy Spirit is like... Able, like you're helping the enemy out by, by you know, thinking right. those punishing thoughts Beating about yourself. yourself. Up. Beating right, myself right, right. up. Yeah. It was just. Wait, wait, can you can you take the roof off process? Because, like, there is moments, right, where Holy yeah. Spirit does the miraculous. Like, he showed up and I haven't had a suicide right, thought right, since. Right, right, right. But there's, cer- there's other things that happens where it's like, well, if God really did heal me, then I wouldn't be going through this again. Right. Right? But there is a process that happens. So, can you just take the roof yeah, off that? Yeah, that's a great question, Rafa. And I think. You too, PC. I, I, okay, okay, okay. For me, oh, this is good. Because um, even that word process thinks like, ugh. <laughs> like, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But really, process is like, for me, it's like, it's, it's the way he chooses for you to experience how great he really is. Wow. Mm. So, Say that again. So. Like it's – what did I say? The it's like it's the vessels, the way he chooses for you to experience how good he really is. Mm. Yeah. So mm. his process mm. for me was I'm going to use your mistakes. That in your mistakes – Like he won't waste them. Yeah. Like your mistakes, you're going to feel how kind I really am. Yeah. Like how you would punish yourself, I'm going to punish you with my kindness. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. What? You know, yeah. it's just it's – just, you know, it's too good to be true. Mm-hmm. It's too good to be it true. It makes no sense. So like – and that's the ongoing process is yeah. like when I do miss it, it's like – he goes, you're going to let me be kind to you? You know, and that's always been a continual thing. So I don't know. For, for me, I guess that would be the process is, is how he chooses to let me experience how good he really is. That's really good. So, and for me, it's, it's been my mistakes. I, I've struggled with addiction. I'll say it, mm-hmm. pornography. Right. And so what set me free was, the process was, mm-hmm. he used that vessel for me to experience his kindness. Mm-hmm. Where while I was in it for so long is because I skipped, my process was, no, God, how about, how about we, we punish me? Yeah. Let's punish me. Let's feel really bad about me right now. And then we'll, we'll get back into me being good enough for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And, right. and because of that, mm-hmm. I was missing him. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I yeah. sinned even more. Yeah. You know, like Well, it's so a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. I think so many of us, because we don't know the nature of the Holy right. Spirit or even right. God, we we miss it. Right. Yeah. You know, we miss it. I mean, even both of you how many how many times have you heard God and we go or you know, the yes. imagination. You second guess. Or we just mm-hmm. go, Oh, it's just my imagination. Right. Come on. We do that I I probably all the time. Mm-hmm. A dream can come in and I'm sure people are like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That was just my imagination. And mm-hmm. what if it's Holy Spirit going Hearing you guys, exactly. It could be Holy Spirit it's going. Holy Spirit. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Ooh. Well, like forever. No, no, no. It's not my. It's not your imagination. I mean, yes, it is, but but it's me. It's yeah. me. And we yes. just go. Yeah. Well, why do we? I got a question. Why do we hold on to the negative so quick? <laughs> Woo, man. Well, because when the negative an, comes, I feel like we go. I'll hold on to that. It's the negative bent. I mean, the whole planet is on what would appear to be a downward spiral. Right. But that's our perspective. It's mm-hmm. because we've we've been trained, even in in the church world, we've been trained in negativity. We've been trained that there are expectations that we could never live up to without Jesus. Which is true and yet not the way we thought it was true. Right. We're completely capable. Jesus comes to tell us how capable we actually are. To, to live a life. Because even, you know, I was thinking about when you were talking about process, this is the goodness of God that he would 
this is this trips this kind of stuff trips me out that he would submit himself to stretched out time periods that we call process when he's he's always now yeah like like even for repentance he doesn't forgive when we change our thinking right. he we live oh, in a state of oh, forgiveness oh, i mean he already before he even opened mm, his mouth and God. said let there be light he had already forgiven every he had a plan in place that had already washed away all the the stuff that was separate than him good, and mama. and that's i mean that's something i pursue with him is Keep me understanding that I live in a river of forgiveness. Wow. I, I live in a state of forgiveness. I forget that and then put myself into condemnation. I declare myself guilty because I know what I just did. And he's already gone from that because right. he chose not to see humans in a state of sin. Come on. In a, and this is, even that, even sin, that's just a stinking church word. He chose to not see <laughs> humans good. in a state of separation. Mm. God never said, when you're naughty, you're separate from me. He never said that. If he said that, that's it. You're done. Yeah. Because when he says it, that's it. It, it is. is. It Dang. is. And it's even good. like, um, it's good piece like my favorite word you guys know is righteousness. Right. But, e- but even that, like, that's a gift. Right. And like, um. Like, in the I, forgiveness. Yeah. It's part like, of that river. Oh. And like you said, it's all his idea. And it it's was always, gosh. You know, if he, he I think we, we <laughs> it's, just, it's just interesting talking to you too. I'm like, man, do we complicate the heck out of this thing? Absolutely. Do you want to go someplace that really blows at roots? Please. Okay. Oh, here we go. Okay. Seatbelts. Um, or no seatbelts. Woo. Yeah, don't, don't have a seatbelt. Okay, so. God does not ever walk away from man. To me, the proof of this lies right in Genesis. When Adam and Eve did the deed, and he's still carrying on conversation. Afterwards. Afterwards. They're, they're running to find some leaves. They're, they're running. They're basically going to a, hear what my heart is saying, you know. Yeah, yeah. They're going to a church mindset. I got to do something wow. to retrieve what's going on. So I'm going to cover myself with some leaves. I'm going to do, uh, I'm naked. I'm not supposed to be naked. Well, yeah, they were supposed to be naked. Mm. Unafraid. That's mm. what nakedness really That's is. That's right. Being unashamed, unafraid. Unafraid, unafraid yeah. unashamed. So anyways, so he's still talking to him. He's like, I didn't stop talking to you. Adam, where are you? He's not saying it because he doesn't know where Adam is. He's like, Adam, do you know where you are right now? Right. I'm still talking to you, bud. I'm, don't be afraid. I'm still talking. And so, and this is the thing, if you study, you know, theology and stuff, God cut covenant with them. There was the covenant of creation, but then there was the Adamic covenant yeah. where he literally made made coverings for them. He made the coverings. Wait, wait I don't you mean to interrupt, need... but, but take the roof off covenant. What's covenant? Covenant is um, where two two or more people come into an agreement that binds their lives together. That's so good. And what was that? What did he do? He made coverings for them out of animal skins. Mm. Now, nobody understands. We, there's no way we could comprehend how he did that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how he did it. Um, it's true. actually not there. Like, yeah. the, it, it just is there that he did it. So however God revealed that to Moses, he made coverings for them. So the, the, but the, what I want to blow off, yes. the roof off of, is so God really never turns his back on us. Come on. Never. Mm. And so I've heard people both sides of the road on this particular discussion. And since I'm sitting in here on No Roofs um, podcast, Jesus is on the cross and he says, and the church Mm. has butchered this. Mm. 
My God, my God, why have you forsaken yeah. me? Come on now. Come on. God did not forsaken. Come on. Forsaken. He didn't forsake Jesus. But Jesus was in that state of everything that however we would describe what he took of ours because we couldn't, you know, yeah, he, handle. Took on he our was nature. Yeah. he was pure. And so he took so his perception wow. felt everything that Adam had felt first in the garden right. one. Oh my gosh. I'm naked. He's gone. Yeah, he's yeah. He wasn't gone. He was right there talking, Gosh. but Adam couldn't even hear him. So that's why yeah. Adam got in a process and made it all the way to hiding with fig leaves. But God was talking all along. Adam, can't you, can't you just, when we know him. And so we know how he whispers yeah. to our heart right. and he's even whispers to our soul. He's a father. Mm. You know, like, Kath, come, come. Beautiful. Back. Come Beautiful. on, man, I'm still talking to you. Yeah. Don't freak out. And so I even look at that and I'm like, Jesus, you know so well what we feel like when when we've done something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you took it all on yourself, so you sat right there, and that's how much. And then he looks, he looks at the crowd that made the choice to kill him instead of Barabbas. Which somebody was actually, actually a, a guilty person. Guilty person. And and he says Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. That is, and and he says he had said his whole life, "I only say what the Father tells me to say." So who is saying? I forgive Jesus. Say it. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. What, how are we missing the yeah. personality of God? How? Please tell me. Yeah. How is the church missing the personality of Father God in all these scriptures where He's literally showing us, "I don't turn my back. I will never forsake you." Because in the Old Testament, there's the scripture that says, "I will never forsake you, nor be what you need me to be." Yeah. That is so good. So in that moment, he was he was literally in the process of receiving Jesus to himself. But to Jesus, it felt like he'd been forsaken. But Boom! There he is. That's good, PC. You know, I um, it was actually thinks Pastor Abel runs a men's meeting. If you don't know, he runs a lot. Beautiful, stuff, but, like, go. He runs a men's Please meeting. Please go, and, even uh, if you don't like church. Go. Yeah, it's really, really good. You know, <laughs> and I'm gonna be real with you. I hadn't been there in a couple uh, weeks because of, of I, honestly, I couldn't wake up. I couldn't wake up in time. It's only at ten. Like <laughs> before, it used to be at like four in the morning. You know oh, what I mean? Wow. But like now, it's only at ten. You know, that's what everyone said they wanted. They wanted to sleep in. I was like, all right, I'll sleep I'm, in I'm with good you guys. With it, you know, so but I would oversleep. <laughs> so anyway, so I started this new schedule because of I felt like a bird like stuck in a cage it was really cool how you said it because I just felt like there was more you know Mm -hmm. I feel like there was more to life I'm like I have the fullness of God in me like how can I still feel like I have no liberty like I have no freedom Mm -hmm. and and so I started this journey listening to different podcasts really because we're doing a podcast I'm like might as well listen to other people's podcasts and Mm -hmm. and I'm listening to this dude and I love him because he's like so easy. In like the first five minutes, I believed him. And then I find out that he's a believer. So I'm like, oh, he was speaking spirit to spirit. Literally in the first five minutes, he's like, wake up at five. Join the 5 a.m. club. Drink a thing of water. Put yourself through this controlled, um, controlled, uh, not punishment, controlled physical pain. So you can be grounded. So you can visualize your day. Mm. So you can make visible to the eye. And grounding is being able to stay in the moment with you. Have control of your thoughts. Understand mm. what's going on. Be free. Personal disciplines. Personal disciplines. That's so cool. From, but not from a place of like, I'm fat mm-hmm. or like I want oh, a six no, pack. No. But from a mm-hmm. place of like, do you want liberty in your mind? Yeah. Do you want a six, pa- six pack in your brain? Okay. Oh, I like that. Wake up at this mm-hmm. time when there's no stimulation going around. Where mm-hmm. people are still asleep. Where your wife is probably still asleep. If you have kids, they're still asleep. And I was like, well, okay, why not? <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah. oh, why not? Let's do it. It feels like God. My wife and I, she came and she made a schedule for me. And I was like, all right, five o'clock won't work. Let's do 530. 
So I would wake up at 5.30 and it was beautiful. I would just spend time with God. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea, but he knew. He was so mm-hmm. smart. He knew, right? So that's the reason I was able to make it to this men's meeting, right? Was because I chose even on my day off to wake my butt up mm-hmm. and be free. Mm-hmm. And, and as I'm visualizing, God is like, hey, like, do you want to go to this men's meeting? And I'm like, hey, baby, should I go to this men's meeting? And she was <laughs> like, uh, why not? You're not going to do anything else. And I was like, well, I'm just going to play Xbox. <laughs> you know? I was going to do something fun. But I mean, that's such a point. Yes, exactly. And then I look down at my phone and it's a text message saying, like, don't forget men's meeting, 10 o'clock, the union. I'm like, all right, why not? Let's just go, you know. And, and I go, but God was like, I want you to have this mindset. I want you to go in there ready to learn, not to teach. And Whoa, I feel like there's so many yeah. times that I, mm. I know everybody has felt this before because, like, we're empowered. We're learning so yeah. much information constantly, social media, Google, everything, that we feel like we need to constantly teach or, or, or be a teacher. Where really, if we come in there and we just learn, we'll ask the right questions where we get to teach, right? Mm-hmm. So I show up to this men's meeting and, and I love it because you bring up the Holy Spirit. You know, Pastor mm-hmm. Abel's like, let's mm-hmm. talk about the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I just start asking questions because I'm like, I, I know God. I know Jesus. I know what Holy Spirit has done for me. I know the principles behind it. But every time I write in my journal, I write, thank you, God, or thank you, Jesus. Never thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, not that it's a bad thing. It's just yeah. I, I was aware that I wasn't using his name as much as I was using God and Jesus, which they're all the same, right? Mm-hmm. But there was, there was something that I was missing in my friendship with him. And, uh, and I asked the question uh, because one of the elders was like, uh, I messed up. Uh, like I knew God was, Holy Spirit was telling me to go and give this word and I messed up. And I was like, well, what counts as a mess up? He's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean mess up. I, meant I missed the opportunity that Holy Spirit was given. Mm-hmm. And he was like, it takes a matter of seconds to miss what Holy Spirit is doing. And that's it. That's what hit me. It was in one second, we can be motivated to do what God wants to do. Or it also takes one second to harden our hearts. Yeah. And in Hebrews, it actually talks about how the people in Egypt mm. hardened their hearts to yeah. the things that God yeah. was doing. Mm. They saw miracles. They, they were taken out of Egypt. They were getting out of slavery. They were, they were getting food. They were getting everything they needed. And when God asked them to do something, they hardened their hearts. Yeah. And, and then God was mad, right? But it really was consequences that they did. And it hit me of like the Home Depot thing was I have an opportunity to soften my heart with God, which is really uncomfortable because I have to put all my emotions and I have to feel people. Mm-hmm. I have to inconvenience myself. Or it's a practice of hardening my heart. So that, that question of like if I would have left without doing what Holy Spirit asked me to do, I think it, immediately it wouldn't harden my heart. But I think I would start going down the direction of practicing not wanting to hear the voice of God Mm. until it Mm. got to a point where I'm like, God's not here anymore. He's far away. No, what really happened was I was so good at not listening to him that that's what my heart kept practicing. And so because my heart kept practicing, it became hard. And now I don't even know if that's God or if that's the devil, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm really happy that I said hi to the girl because my heart's all squishy. (laughs) I like because you said awareness. And I think, you know, there's there's so much now with different influencers, whether it be on social media or, you know, they're teaching, they're doing seminars, whatever, about self-awareness. And I think I think so much church people will sometimes say, you know, it's not about that. We just want to know God. We just want to be good, yeah. respect God, you know, bring glory to God. If God gave us this gift of a life to live in the material world filled with him, how can self-awareness be wrong? Mm. How, how can being, because it's so powerful. It's not just powerful to know what the scriptures say about us being fearfully and wonderfully mm-hmm. made and um, being enabled to do powerful, miraculous things. How can we really lean into 
that without leaning into our whole humanity, our whole humanness. Because if I'm aware of my power, but I'm not aware of my weaknesses, then somehow I can be tricked or trapped in this place where I I think it's all good, and yet I'm not realizing that I'm not even taking the right thoughts. Mm. You know, it's because that's one of the traps of darkness is to to put you into a selfish place. But then in the church, we say, well, it's so sinful to be selfish. And then we push aside all that aspect about letting your heart really open up and letting God show you, because he doesn't come and smack you around and say, you're so dirty over here. And right. I really like this part of yeah. it. You know, like <laughs> if your parents, if parents praise a kid on a certain thing, the kid will do that over and over oh, and over. Right. But then they may never explore their, the rest of their talents and gifts and, and capacities and even personality. Mm. Personality is such a beautiful thing. I mean, you can literally almost have Stepford Church mm. in some places I'm not against people or the church. I'm I'm against people not being free. Right. Because I think self-awareness and being aware, that's what took you out of suicidal tendency. It's true. Was you you didn't know there was another place that Rafa could live it's besides true. thinking small of yourself and that mm-hmm. really it's no big deal if you took your life. Right, right. But God had to show you this whole other person that lived. He was living there all along. Wow. He was there. That loving heart was there all along, it it was not something new that came in. Mm. It was something that got covered over with poop yeah. from a world that has poop in it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the poop in picture. the world is not really coming from humans. Humans just catch this darkness and then it clouds over who humans really are, yeah. which is fearfully That's and good... wonderfully and spectacular personalities Come on. that yeah. are all pieces of God's personality. It's good, PC. I mean, if we're yeah. made in his image, which scripture tells us, sometimes I just want to look at, I'll just say me, look at my church person, part personality, because I still have some church personality, and it's not all bad, but some of it is. Some of it is like, she needs to die. She needs to just shut <laughs> up. She needs to sit down and shut the heck up because she'd be talking crazy stuff that quenches the Holy Spirit, shuts him down. So... For me, I'm like, let's just embrace it all. It doesn't mean we're going to flaunt out there with everybody, all of our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. But we can't think that we're no good when we become self-aware. I don't know. There's just something. The past few years for me, I feel like Jesus has talked to me a lot like God gave you humanness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He chose to put himself in human expression. That's so beautiful. Right. So why do we diss it constantly? That's right. It's good. It's so good, PC. I love that. You know, and... and uh, I was going to call you Chava, and now I forgot that's okay to call you Chava. <laughs> I am Chava, right? You're Chava. You're I'm Chuchu. Okay. Together we're <laughs> Chava Chuchu. Chava Chuchu. I love that. But, you know, going back to your pet humanism. Names. I love pet uh, names. The, the things that you were going with, the poopy life that you were going with, like, I, I actually want to hear the rest of your story. You yeah. asked the question in mid, mm-hmm. you know, the shotgun thing, you mm-hmm. got invited to church. I never knew that. Then what mm-hmm. happened? Oh, this is for, for what, what are we talking about? Well, Holy Spirit, when you were meeting Holy Spirit. Oh, um, and, and that just grew. And like I said, like, I, I think uh, I came, moved here. Um, moved to Virginia, saw this crazy woman jump up and down. Oh, and, wow. Wait, wait, wait. So the shotgun stuff happened in Cali. So that happened in California and um, graduated high school. So I met God my senior year. And one of the most audible things God said was, get out of California. And so, uh, long story short, the door <laughs> opened you going back? and I was able to move here and um, found this church. And uh, I knew I was home. That was another thing. You just you could sense things at that time. I, I didn't. I couldn't audibly probably tell you what he was saying, but I was learning to sense things. Mm-hmm. I was sensing peace. I was That's sensing good things. Point. Right. I, I don't know. Like I came in here and I was like, I'm home. Can't explain it. Yep. 
Yep. So even when I go back to I California, understand. even today, I don't feel like I'm home. I don't get that mm-hmm. sense. But I come here, I, I, it's like I'm home. I could sense it. Mm-hmm. And so how I got baptized in the Spirit was I was around by all these fanatical Holy Ghost people. <laughs> and same thing, I got hungry. Mm-hmm. I got hungry and people were giving me books left and right. And I'm like, and the first time I heard speaking in tongues, uh, I was at like a, a prayer like a prayer gathering, and I thought, like, did it ev- feels crazy, right? Well, I, I literally I thought, thought I thought everyone took an Arabic class that I didn't know about. <gasps> and everyone was speaking Arabic. <laughs> I like it. I swear, I was like, uh-huh. they, they all joined an Arabic club I don't know about. So <laughs> I never even heard of tongues. I never heard right. of, of baptism of the Holy Spirit. I didn't hear mm-hmm. about any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I got hungry hearing you guys, mm-hmm. and like, you know, that thing within me is going, I want that. So how I got baptized was it was through a book. Um, someone gave me a book about worship. It was Norval Hayes, Worship. And um, read it, great book, you know, really easy book. And at the end, it says, do you want to yeah. speak in tongues? Yeah. And, I, and I just said, yeah. I remember I'm like <laughs> in my yeah. bed in my room going, yeah. yeah okay. And then I just prayed that prayer, like, Holy Spirit, come, and da-da-da. And then all of a sudden, I had my whole language. Like, it wasn't wow. syllables. I just was like, That's so cool. I was yeah. just, it just was yeah. just, what about it again? Like, it just came. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. I just mm-hmm. was like, cool. And I was like, that was easy. <laughs> like, honestly, I was like, I think I, when it comes to the Christian walk, I was like, that's probably my easiest thing. Yeah. It was really easy. But and I, I had to search and search and search. But, but I knew for me, it was like, it was, I was surrounded by all these hungry yeah. people. So it was mm-hmm. like, I'm getting it. Like, I yeah. want it. So I think, I think that was just even reading it. Like, no one prayed for me. I just prayed a prayer and, but yeah, um, so from there, I, I want to go because I think we, we want to end up here, um, come to a point here, because I, I think even with, with what's going on in the world, we're realizing more and more the Holy Spirit is, it's got to be everything. Mm-hmm. And I think the Passion Translation in Romans 8 says, mm-hmm. the mature children of God are those who are led by the Spirit, mm-hmm. or those who are being moved by mm-hmm. the Spirit, who can recognize the Spirit, can sense the Spirit, you know, whatever, you know, I think we all said he can come here, here, he's, he's, he uses everything. Right. Um, coincidence. I feel like he uses coincidence all the time, right. too. I'll see certain mm-hmm. things. I'm like, Holy Spirit. He's like, yeah, I'm getting your attention. I'm like, oh, okay, right. I should probably right. pay attention now. He'll use you anything. Know? He'll use anything. He'll use anything. Mm-hmm. So, and what's going on in your life? Um, is there something particular that Holy Spirit is highlighting for you that he's trying to enlarge? Because it sounds like you two are on an ongoing thing. Is there some serious where he's going, mm-hmm. Pastor, like, Kathy, I, I want you to get this. I need you to get this. Mm. Rafa, it's the same thing for you guys. Is, is there something that's going, I need you to get this. Mm. I really want you to understand this. Like, this is everything. Is there anything specific? There's probably numerous things with me, but I think they all um, circle around actually embracing freedom. Come on. R- real freedom. Because I think within freedom... Um, Freedom involves um, taking liberty. And I think a lot of people who um, yield to religion or things of the church world that really aren't of Christ, um, they're afraid to go too far. They don't. It, it, it takes an acceptance of yourself and a realization that you are fully accepted by God to really walk in the freedom. And so a lot in my private time, a lot, God speaks to simple, you know, simplicity. Um, like I, this is the bottom line for God. I simply love you and have accepted you. There are no, there's no 
nada, and I'm not talking about the church word justification, but there's, there's nothing you have to hide from me. There's nothing that you, that you have to disclose to me. I know everything about you and I knew everything about you before you were even in existence. So you can't shock me. I already chose to accept you. So he's taken me back a lot to, to really delving into, um, why human? <laughs> why, why is it important that I grasp that human being human isn't a sin? Wow. And even some of the desires that are human, other people may not like them in me, but I have to really talk to God for what is not profitable for me with him, what is not profitable to our friendship. Not what other people say is not profitable for our friendship, because a lot of people even want to talk about how you approach God. And I grew up in a family, I didn't have to stay away from my dad. I didn't have to approach my dad a certain way. Like, I I didn't have to just be the Kathy that had been well-behaved that day to run to my dad and jump in his arms. I ran to my dad anytime I wanted. I jumped up on his lap anytime I wanted. I, you know, sitting next to him watching TV. I I mean, I still, I can remember the look of my dad's hands. In fact, my oldest son, his hands and his legs and his feet are, he just reminds me so much of my dad. Mm. Um, I lost my dad when I was only 22. So, you know, I miss him a lot still. But but that, that, that picture that if my human dad, I was that free with him, how much more should I be with my heavenly father? It's beautiful. That And so I'm really, I'm looking at humanity, my own humanity and the humanity of others, because I think even we, we push others away and don't, you know, experience and enjoy some of their humanity, you know, and then we, it's like we don't care. Yeah. And, but I can learn about myself from other people. If I watch other people and their struggles, it can cause me to be self-aware. Kathy, you have the same struggle. Right. You have, you have the exact same struggle, and I'm not dissing either one of you in that. I don't know. I just I just think appreciation and, and freedom and that unconditional acceptance. We're just programmed on the planet that there are consequences and there are things you have to do to be accepted. Mm, you know, wow. like like even with, you know, like I said, my mom, I lied to her, and so she didn't talk to me. But that I can lie to my heavenly father and he's still right there looking me in the face saying let's talk about this yeah. it's beautiful that's what made you feel you had to lie to me wow come on you know i mean i already knew the truth right. so you told a yeah. lie for no reason because i already knew wow you know so I, that's me humanity and freedom that whole that whole thing that he really you really can be free you really, and I'm not there. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm, I'm. There's always more. I think we we, we there's all always we know more, that. and <laughs> um, and there's there yeah. there's still thoughts I have that shock the snot out of me that, <laughs> that they came up in me. Um, but even that, I'm I've quit going to the crazy place of condemnation because it's that feeling that he doesn't want me to have. Because I I had this, I went somewhere one day and um. And it was something that I'd just been like, it's one of those, you know, church loves to call it besetting sins. And, um, but it was one of those things that was just a pattern for me. And um, this particular day I went there again and I was like, God, Jesus, I'm so sorry. I, I just, what is with me? And I, I went over and sat on the edge of my bed and it was so real to me. It felt like Jesus literally came over and sat. Now, this was my imagination. It didn't really happen. Well, it, 
it had to have happened. But he <laughs> wasn't physically there. It happened. He came he came to me, sat down Come next on. to me, and I was like, I know you hate this. And he said, No. He said, How you feel right now, that's what I hate. Wow. And I was like Come on. It really I still get chills when I think about yeah. that encounter because I saw, he said, that is not what bothers me. What bothers me about that is this feeling that you think I don't accept you still. And I was like, yeah, that for some reason I thought uh, that is so contrary to how I was taught in uh, the church world. You know, you told I, me that. I, I, yeah. You shared that with me one time. I was struggling with condemnation and it was before you gave me the book Unpunishable by Danny Silk. And it was during the whole midst of that. And you, so you said that. Mm-hmm. It was like God hates the way you feel more than he does the action. Mm-hmm. And and then he gave me I think it was Romans four eight or eight four but it's the goodness of God that leads men to yeah, repentance. It, yeah, it's the goodness of God that leads men to change. And and mm-hmm. God was like, you're never going to be free if you keep beating yourself up because you end up right. putting yourself in bondage. But if you allow my goodness to come, I'll yeah. change your heart. Right. Uh, I think what God's enlarging with me too is is freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, I just didn't know how free I could be with God. You know, and right. again, there's more. There's more. And uh, and so. And it's really cool because, like, I want the freedom, but I didn't want to take the steps to get the freedom, you know? And some of the steps look like hard discipline, right. you know? It's so much easier to take the negativity than it is to be free. And and so God has been large in freedom. And and today, I'm still learning it too, but today, this morning on my run, I was like, oh, why? Why are we doing this? <laughs> like, why are we doing the freedom? And he was like, so you can be free enough for you and I to co-labor. And I wanted to take the roof off co-laboring. It's like you and I working together. And he was like, I made you a certain way because you can impact and love people a certain way. And through there, I can use my power to liberate and have them Mm, free. mm. So that's what God's enlarging with me is freedom. And uh, I'm actually really curious what what God's enlarging with you. I think all of us is the same thing. It's freedom. And um, the Galatians 5, you know, the fact that the reality is we are free and we've been free. And I think the word that he's been telling me is, Abel, I need you to own it. Like, I need you to own your freedom. Like, my kindness, I need you to own it. It's always here. Yeah. And like, I think that's the biggest thing he's been sharing with me is, is really ignoring the negativity and owning the positive. Beautiful. Like, being, like, owning it every second, yeah. being disciplined with it. Yeah. And so I have my prophetic words. And, and one of the biggest things he calls me is, he calls me his happy warrior. Yeah. And so I love that. he keeps telling me, Abel, I need you to own it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing that he's growing, teaching me, and is how to own it. And, like, I'll get these moments of just, like, just joy and he's like scream and i'll have to scream Mm -hmm. like even when it's embarrassing if i'm in a supermarket or something he's like abel i need you to own this because it's real like he's he's sharing me like abel my joy is you you couldn't joy spurts i get him control it Mm -hmm. so he's like i but because i've called you this i need you to own it so i feel like Mm -hmm. he's teaching me like owning it like really owning it um and he same thing he does it through discipline you know a lot of things he's been telling me slow down that's a big Mm, one it's beautiful (laughs) we all love that one (laughs) yeah just slow down uh, so I'd say slow down, embracing inconvenience. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I think I think the third is the third one that he always tells me to do. It's a slow down, but he says breathe. Mm. Yeah. He wants me to breathe and and be aware of the smell. If there's any mm-hmm. sense that he's enlarging right now more than anything, it's my smell. Mm-hmm. Like I can just smell things because I'm slowing mm-hmm. in. He's like Abel. Like I, I need you to whiff this in. I could feel him. Like yeah. Do you smell that? I'm like. Okay, I can smell that. And he's just Well, like, there's such joy yeah. in that. I mean, oh, what a gift s- to smell. I know. And, I, and I've been like missing him in these moments because right. when I don't slow down, I'm right. going through the autopilot we've talked about. I'm missing these moments that he's, he's going, Abel, like, I need you to own this. Your <laughs> yeah. true nature actually rocks really slow. And I'm like, okay, mm. I'm going to own this. I'm going to slow 
down. When I walk to get this, I'm going to own it. So I think yeah. if that makes sense, it's totally. owning it. Just yeah. he's just like I don't know. I can just hear him like totally. own it, Abel, own it. Yeah. I mean, like Abel, yeah. like, I feel like laughing. He's like, own it, laugh, laugh louder yeah. than you think you should right now. Yeah, and I'm just like, because why not? Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is like, you're free. Yeah. Like own it, Abel, Absolutely. Abel. And like I think it's the biggest thing he's saying. He's like, own it. So mm-hmm. like little things, he's like. Like, be even more kinder to that person. Uh-huh. Like, hug them even longer. <laughs> so, like, I saw yeah. Pastor Dave come in, and I've, I've hugged him like I normally hug. And he's like, no, hug him longer. Yes, he's going to let go because, you know, it's going to be a little That's uncomfortable him. for yeah. him. But you, 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 right. hug, you hold on to him. Right. He's like, Abel, your, your new nature hugs. Mm-hmm. So he's like, own it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the biggest thing. It's beautiful. Yeah. Makes sense? Yes, uh, it totally makes sense. But um, oh. this was, um, man, this was special. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's special This for was me. special. Um, especially about the Holy Spirit where we're going. Um yeah. Is there anything you would love to leave off to any listener that's watching that that yeah. knows God or maybe doesn't n- know God? Maybe that is struggling with their. I mean, for both of you, maybe they're struggling with their past, struggling yeah. with these. Let's we call them doctrines. Yeah. You know, is there anything yeah. you, you guys could both say? You want to go? Yeah, we'll give one nugget. You got well, one I nugget. Think the only thing that came to my heart was resentment. You know, letting go of resentment. Um, you know, I could think about as my mom, like the the Catholic Church hurt me to the point where I didn't even want to know God. Mm. But yet, her being in a Catholic church, she found the joy of God and lost depression and was baptized in the Holy Spirit and is not the same woman ever. You know, so I think letting go of resentment is the best thing ever because you'll miss out. Right. And I would just take off from that that, you know, it was in the same family. It was so different for Rafa in that particular church setting than it was for his mother. And and I would want to say to everybody, it is, it's so different for every human. And so not even to let resentment or condemnation, or I think I can't find God because I've tried all the things they've said. And I would just say, you know, keep pressing in, use your personality. If you have thoughts of a way you could approach God or find him or whatever, go there. And, and then if you get a sensing of Okay, that was okay or good. But you might have people around you saying, no, that's not the way the Bible. The Bible says that every good gift and every perfect gift comes from the Father of lights with whom there's no variableness or shadow or turning. And he's after mankind. He loves every one of us. There's not a human that has been born ever or ever will be born that he would turn his back. And we have trouble realizing that because we think of heinous crimes committed by some past humans who, you know, perpetrated incredible devastation upon other humans. And we think there's no way God could love them. He did. He always loved them and he had forgiven them before they did any of those atrocities. That's hard for us to grasp, but that also shows why he's, He's divine. He's, it's miraculous, Come his on, love. So I would say, don't, please don't give up. Don't give up. Um, believe that you can approach him with your personality and your person and and in a way that maybe every church person you've ever met would say, no, he won't look at you that way. That's good. It's beautiful. Well, what's he saying to your heart? Mm. Gosh. Love it. All right. That was good. Yeah, thank mm, you for our, yeah. thank you for your time. Oh, I, you know I would do anything with you guys. I love you guys. I love you. I love you guys. I love your hearts. I love the heart that you put out for people yeah. to see because that I believe with all my heart, that's the heart of God. Mm. All right, Rafa, ask God. the question. I just want to know: Did we take the roof off Holy Spirit? I think we did, man. I think we I'm did. like blown away. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a little overwhelmed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's made me even hungrier. Yeah. I mean, doing I it that. together, I, I, 
I don't know what, but I feel that thing that my next time alone privately at home with him, I'm going to be like, okay, what happened between us and whoever the audience you know is going to be? What happened that is going to change my life forever? Because... I don't know. I've, I, there's a t- yeah. there's another taste that I'm after now from talking. Yes, here. same hearing you too. I think if I were to say like my nugget, if there is a nugget, it yes, would just yes. be that he's more overwhelmed with us than we are of him. Yeah, he's more like hearing with hearing us. you two stories. Mm. I'm like, man, dude, he's hot after you guys. Yeah. And like, oh, he's got to be like that with me. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm. I think like we have to let him love us. Like we have yeah. to let him really, you know, love us. You know, it's we love him because we, you know, we we quote that scripture, but it's like. I'm learning this to to delight in him. You first have to really be aware yeah. of how much he delight and loves just to even look at us. Yeah. You know, while you're there smoking pot, watching Billy Graham, I know. he's and right he's, there, like he's that's sitting my Kathy. Right there. You know, he's yeah. right there, yeah. loving you. I mean, it's crazy. Oh. Yeah. And I I was thinking when you said about coming back home and that you feel home here, because the second time that you, you know, you know how I call it, run run away from home, and you went back the second time you went to California. I literally went home and cried and I was like, what, what is he doing? Why are you making me feel certain things about his part in this family? And then he's, he's going back home with his parents, which that's not bad. And he said, Abel will come back home. Come on. And so the second time, you know, cause there were other times, yeah. <laughs> but I, I've held that. That was a prophetic word to me that Abel would come back home. It's beautiful. It's and good. here you are. Oh, I love you guys. Peace. Love you. Choo-choo. Love you, Chava. I love you guys. No roof. We'll see you next time. Yeah.